Chapter Two of Life of Saint Gerard Mayella. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Valeria. Life of Saint Gerard Mayella by Reverend O. R. Basil Phillips. His apprenticeship to a trade. When Gerard had left Muro and was living in a boarding school hard by, he received the news of his father's death. His mother now found herself in somewhat straitened circumstances and was compelled to remove her son from school. She apprenticed him to a tailor called Panuto. Here the holy boy gave himself heart and soul to his work, but was careful at the same time to correspond faithfully with the inspirations from on high, which drew him irresistibly to the interior life. Oftentimes, whilst his fingers lead the needle, his spirit was wrapped in God. Already from time to time, he was ravished in ecstasy. It was also his custom to hide himself underneath the work table in order the more freely to pour forth his heart unobserved by men in fervent prayer. His master, Panuto, loved him and recognizing his virtues would not check these extraordinary impulses of divine grace. But this was not the case with the foreman, a person of violent temper, who could not understand our saint. One day he dragged him from the place where he was praying and belabored him with blows. Strike! Strike! cried Gerard. Well, you may. You have cause enough. On another occasion, this tyrant struck the victim of his brutality with such violence that he fell swooning to the ground. Suddenly, Panuto appeared on the scene and demanded an explanation. The foreman did not know what to reply, but relying, as the event proved with good reason on Gerard's unfailing charity, he stamped out, He knows, let him tell you himself. The saint meekly replied with perfect truth that he had fallen off his tailor's table, keeping to himself the cause of the cruel fall. Gerard had even after this to suffer unceasing insults and blows from his savage tormentor. He bore them all with a smile, forgiving his persecutor, in whom he recognized the unsuspecting instrument of the will of God. Well did he know that these sufferings were intended to be the great instrument of his sanctification by forming in him the Christian character, by making him more and more gentle meek, humble, 
and forgiving. In a word, rendering him more and more like Christ his Lord, who when he was reviled, answered not again, and gladly ended unspeakable indignities at the hands of sinners. Meanwhile, God was preparing a respite for his servant. One day, Panuto followed him secretly to the church and was there entranced by the spectacle that met his gaze. After having prayed for some time with great fervor, Gerard performed an act of mortification and humility that is much practiced by the people of southern Italy, an act which St. Alphonsus used to encourage them to perform in reparation for the blasphemy that is unfortunately too common amongst impulsive Neapolitans. He prostrated himself, kissed the ground, and drew his tongue along the pavement until he came to the foot of the altar. He was then immediately ravished in an ecstasy. This scene made a lasting impression upon Panuto. Amazed to see his young apprentice admitted by God to such a lofty statue of contemplation, thenceforth he venerated him as a saint and dismissed his persecutor. At this period, Almighty God was pleased to work the following great miracle through St. Gerard. The servant of God was one night with his master's son guarding his vineyards against possible thieves. In order the better to enkindle his devotion towards the passion of our Lord, Gerard made a cross, surrounded it with some lights, and commenced to chant the miserere. Suddenly some ricks of straw took fire. Panuto's son cried out in alarm. It is nothing, said Gerard, and as he made the sign of the cross, the fire was at once extinguished. Our saint was still in Panuto's service, when on the feast of Pentecost in the year 1740, he received the sacrament of confirmation at the hands of the bishop of Lacedonia, acting on behalf of the bishop of the diocese. At this time, Gerard was fourteen years of age. Henceforth, he would seem to have contracted a most intimate union in the depths of his soul with the Holy Spirit of God. A special devotion to the Holy Ghost was always one of the marked characteristics of his piety. Whenever in future life his advice was asked on any subject, he was accustomed to invoke first the aid of the all-wise Spirit of God. This pious habit was no doubt the source of the unfailing prudence of the counsel that he gave.
sometimes in cases of no ordinary difficulty. On finishing his apprenticeship with Panuto, his mother placed him in the house of another tailor named Vitus Menona. Here he was remarkable for his great spirit of prayer, obedience and charity, so that his master acquired a veneration for the servant of God which lasted until his holy death. In his whole age, Menuna used to journey to the Redemptorist house where Gerard was living, and would there pour forth his soul, speaking with the greatest enthusiasm of the virtue of the Holy Brother. But the young lover of the crucified thought himself too comfortable with the good Menona. He felt an irresistible attraction to the religious life. Accordingly, presenting himself at a convent of Capuchins in the neighborhood where he had an uncle, a father Bonaventure, a theologian of distinction, he craved admission as a postulant for the habit of St. Francis. But his youth and the wretched state of his hell caused him to be refused. The superiors, judging that his request came rather from a passing movement of fervor than from a divine vocation, that he might somewhat console his nephew for this refusal, Father Bonaventure gave him a new suit of clothes, which, as we read, he sadly wanted, and then sent him away. At the very door of the convent, he happened to meet a poor beggar in rags, who asked an alms for the love of God. Touched at the sight of his misery, Gerard at once took off his new clothes and gave them to the poor man. Father Bonaventure, however, on being told this, did not quite like the way that his present had been treated, and sent for the culprit to express his displeasure. Oh, my dear uncle, said the saint, do not, I entreat you, be put out with me. The beggar to whom I gave your clothes needed them far more than I did. Had you yourself seen that poor brother of Jesus Christ, you would have been the first to give them to him. Father Bonaventure could say no more. He thanked God in his heart for having taught his nephew thus to love the poor, so dear to our divine Lord. End of chapter 2 of Life of St. Gerard Mayella Recording by Valeria